0: Ever heard the story of the unbelievable battle of Jericho from the book of Joshua, like this? I bet you really don't know its significance and what it even teaches you. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to show you all you need to know about the conquest of the great Jericho in just three easy steps. This is Manna, where you'll find inspiration, persistence, and hope with God. Now, let me set the stage in the next minute and a half for you, my friend. The city of Jericho was the first recorded city Israel conquered in their quest to overtake the promised land, Canaan, remember? However, it wasn't your normal idea of what it would look like to take down such a great city. Instead, God gave them very specific and unusual commands as to how they were supposed to do this. So unusual, I got to put it on the screen for you to see for yourself. The LORD said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and the valiant warriors. You shall march into the city, all the men of war circling the city once. You shall do so for six days. Also seven priests shall carry seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. Then on the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall be that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people will go up every man straight ahead. Say what? I mean, when did you ever see a city siege in a movie that involves them just walking around the city. Yet, this is exactly what God asked them to do, and they did it. Even though the methods seem unconventional to you, it goes exactly how God told them it would. Because the Israelites followed God's direction, they found an easy victory over the mighty city of Jericho. On the seventh day, they walked around the city seven times, The priest blew trumpets and the ram's horn, the people shouted, and the walls came crashing down. Can I get an amen? Good. Leave it in a comment. I answer all of them. Okay, the stage is set. Now you're ready for those three steps. Number one, when God gives you direction, follow it no matter how unconventional it seems. Many times in your life, you ignore or modify what you think God is saying to you because to you, it just doesn't make any sense. Whether it's something like moving across the world to be on missions or even just talking to someone on the street about God and Jesus, you think, no, that can't be what God is saying. It just doesn't make sense right now. Yet, in most cases, that's the point. God wants you to have faith in Him. Part of having that faith is trusting that He always knows best, no matter how much His direction or will doesn't make sense to you. You always have to remember that His ways are higher than yours. That's not just me talking. Look, I'll show you. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Always remember that wherever God is leading you and whatever he is asking you to do, it will always be better than what you have planned or could ever hope to plan. Number two, the conquest of Jericho was entirely done out of God's power, not Joshua's, or the Israelites. I want to share this with you. Now it came about when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a man was standing opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand, and Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? He said, No, rather I indeed come now as captain of the host of the Lord. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and bowed down and said to him, What has my Lord to say to his servant? The captain of the Lord's host said to Joshua, Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Joshua wanted to know whether the captain of the Lord's armies was on their side or the enemy's side. Yet, The captain simply responds by saying he's on the Lord's side. See, you often think in terms of sides. You like to think that God is on your side against your enemies and that he fights your battles for you. But the real question, my sister, is whose side you're on. Are you putting yourself on the Lord's side? You clearly see in Scripture that the Lord's side always wins. It's actually up to you to put yourself on his side, not the other way around. When you place yourself, my brother, on the side of God through obedience and a personal relationship with him, you always stand in victory because he always wins. Make certain you're on the Lord's side. Number three, the power of faithfulness and unfaithfulness to what God has asked of you. God told the people that he would be with them against big Jericho, but notice he still gave parameters as to how they should conquer it. Listen close. There was a list of things that they were not allowed to take from the city. Now, they could take the silver, gold, bronze, and iron and put them into the Lord's treasury. As for the rest, they were supposed to burn it. But, like you and I, some people were unfaithful to God's instruction. Now, here's how that turned out. But the sons of Israel acted unfaithfully in regards to the things under the ban. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, from the tribe of Judah, took some of the things under the ban. Therefore, The anger of the Lord burned against the sons of Israel. Yep, well, you're probably wondering what happened after this act of unfaithfulness. Well, the very next story in Joshua is Israel getting defeated pretty bad at Ai. See, God goes with his people, but in your love and gratitude for him, you should act in faithfulness. Now, this is not to say that His approval of you is based on your works, because it ain't. Under the new covenant of Christ's blood, He has already paid the price for your approval. Even still, you should in turn act out of faithfulness, not unfaithfulness. Many of you are wondering why you aren't experiencing God's blessings in your life. But the first thing you should be asking is... Am I living in faithfulness to the life God has called me to? Or am I living unfaithfully to God's calling on my life? In all things, be faithful, children of God, out of love for all that He has done for you. Now let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your faithfulness that you show to me every single day. I want to recognize that we don't deserve it and we praise you for it. God, help us to be faithful in return. Help us to obey out of our relationship with you in love. Lord, in all things, help us to glorify you every second of our day, of every day. We ask all of this in your matchless name. Amen and amen.